Welcome to Breaking Bread with Dread, Season 1, Episode 6. Today's guest is Nightwolf, and this will be Part 1 of a two-part episode. All the links will be provided in the description down below. Welcome everyone. We're here at uh, Smoke and Aces Barbecue and Steakhouse in Plant City. I, of course, am Dreadpool, and I've got Nightwolf with me. Hey guys. So welcome. Um, let's start off with intro, because you haven't done any podcasting yet. No. And as I've helped out others, I'm willing to help you out too. We, I gave you some pointers before we started. We actually sat here for probably, oh shoot, a good it, half hour. It went on. It was a yeah. lot longer than I expected. We I didn't figured, order you know, food. We were getting kind of lost in there. Yeah. <laughs> we kept on forgetting to, to look at our menu and our waitress politely kept on asking us because they got some parties coming in and they didn't want us waiting. Yeah, this is definitely a happening spot. So, got yeah. a lot of people coming in right now. I... I took a while, but I'm, I decided to order the, uh, what was it, the Royal Flush? Royal Flush, yep. So, pulled pork, brisket, chicken, and some other items. I can't remember. She took away the menu from me. But, uh, I think but, it's safe to say we're going to be waddling out of here. Yes, I'm gonna, I, that was the plan, was to waddle out <laughs> and try to fit back in my car and try to drive home and not pass out from a food coma. <laughs> But um, looking forward to it. We, like I said, we we, were, we got on a topic, and uh, when our food comes back out, we'll, we'll describe it what we see again. Yeah. Uh, for all you foodies, don't worry. And I will have everything linked um, below with with where we are and and, and more information about Nightwolf. So let's let's go on the first topic of you. Yeah. Uh, Describe yourself a little bit and how you found the community and, and you know, how, how we got to here. Um, well, <laughs> I've been a gamer pretty much all my life. Uh, God damn, I think uh, my dad pretty much introduced me. I don't think he thought how big of a monster he would have been to create. Um, with the NES, you know, we had Zelda, Ninja Turtles, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I wasn't really that big avid into it you know, growing up. It was just a nice, really cool hobby. You know, here's a video game. Now, as I grew up, that was kind of this thing, you know, to, for a bonding thing. You know, my mom and dad were divorced after being 10, but that was always something that brought us back into it. Um, you know, he'd buy me a system, we'd go play it together and like that. And, um, you know, the PS2, I think, was the first system that, you know, he got me, um, that I actually got invested in, you know, that I wanted to put more time into. Um, and uh, I bought myself the actually original Xbox. And that's how I got into the Xbox ecosystem. You know, I was seeing how the... Um, the actual graphics look better on the original Xbox than they were. Um, and I played mainly sports games. I was that casual gamer that played this and that. And um, But the, the one game that got me into it that I needed, and, and Tempest, if he's listening, will love this, is KOTOR. I yes. had to buy an Xbox 4 KOTOR. So um, I'm going to interrupt you here. Yeah, then. go ahead, go ahead. All right, so then you played on the PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2. I didn't have a PS1. All right, did you play sports games on the PlayStation 2, like Madden yeah. and all that? I, I, have, I have to interrupt saying so. I did have an N64. My mom bought me that. You know, they were very average. And give me, you know, Zelda. I had to have Zelda games. You know, growing up, well, you know. of course. Uh, 64 was the best one. That's why I'm still hoping they do more emulators for Switch for that. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead. So what I notice, and, and, and some people harp on it, but I bring it up because uh, when you... When you're playing, you're usually playing PlayStation 2 games, mm -hmm. okay? And I have too. I've never owned a PlayStation 2, but I've played on them. So it's it's not like I'm blindly, you know, going with this. I've played on them. You we played, the yeah, we played Madden. 
Okay, and then when you play Madden on the Xbox, it was a night and day thing, right? It was like, oh, yeah. it, it was, you could nitpick that there was a lot of flaws in it, but it looked good. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people used that as a negative to the Xbox. I looked at it as a positive because it was basically a port from PlayStation 2 to the Xbox. And I was like, well, yeah, because it's literally a port and you're looking at the the assets that the PlayStation 2 had and now you can actually see them better. Yeah. Which made the game look worse per se. Yeah. You know, it's so And it wasn't really always something that I looked at, you know, back then because where I am now in life and with you and boom, I look at these things now. I look at the aspects of like that. But back then it was just you know it's those little things like, okay, wow, I like this system better for you know its controller, its Xbox Live, you know, all right. the contents that it had. It was just something that dra- dragged me into to that. I mean, obviously had those you know exclusives for Xbox and PS2 at the time. PS2 had a really cool library, very good library um, with all of this stuff, and Xbox had his own. Which a lot of those little titles I wish would come back too for it, and I think they are. You know, you'll see them, but it's. it's each had its own thing. Um, and I think growing up, I had almost every console. You know, the N64, PS2, Xbox. I think the ones I didn't have were Dreamcast um, and Sega. Didn't have those growing up. Cause, you know, you know. Yeah, I, I passed on the Sega Saturn yeah. because of the, the way that it went. And I Sorry, went, boom. And I wish I, <laughs> I had a chance to get it at the time. Yeah. Because uh, I would still have it, obviously. Um, so obviously, I'm gonna assume you're a single child. So you, yeah, only you had... child. Yeah, um, I had a lot of cousins that were growing up. When we go to the beach, they'd bring their systems. You know, cause my cousin he had a Dreamcast. That's where a lot of my influence came from, from them too, seeing their games, what they had. Um, growing up, like Boom always talked about, you know, reading your Game Informers, reading your Nintendo Powers. Right. I was always into that. I'd go to a store and get the Xbox magazine just for that Xbox disc. Do you remember that? I still have oh my. I still have a collection <laughs> of those demo, discs. That demo disc. I have a collection of those discs. <laughs> when they when they released the covers for them, yeah. I would, like, like gospel, print them out and buy my own cases to put them in so that way they would have their own sleeves and everything. I still have the boxes. I'll have, I think I have one of these days yeah. I'll have to uh, break them out and take pictures of, That's fun, of a lot of them. I mean, eventually, once we started going digital, I ended up stopping because yeah. they, start, they started doing those. Um, and it was just pointless because by the time you got to the demo, you already had it on, you already had it downloaded. Yeah. But I was still subscribing to them for a long time. I can't remember when I stopped, but I was still reading them up until the day they stopped. Yeah, no, it's one of the things I still get the Game Informer from GameStop and like that. It's just something that, you know, the content, the community that we're in, the knowledge that comes out. Because I, I don't look at it as more of just gaming. I look at it as gaming technology, how we're growing, like where we were to where we're going right now. I, I mean, it, the, the community has grown. The hobby has grown. Like, how many people you see see play in this hobby as opposed to it was back then is, is just tenfold. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see families, you know, like you, you girls and young kids, the old people like that. And I mean, old people on PC. I think there's uh, Granny Gamer or something like that. I can't yeah, you got a Granny Gamer, you yeah. got a Grandpa Gamer. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing because, you know, it makes you... Cause, I remember, you know, I was not really considered a nerd back then. I, I played sports and like that, but you felt like you were because, you know, if you talked about it, like, oh, man, you, that's not cool. Why are you doing that? Well, it's something I love. You know, it's something I grew up with. It's, it's an escape. I'm a big movie buff. Mm-hmm. That's something I want to talk about, too. Um, we talked about Star Wars and Star Trek earlier, but, you know, I think we like that kind of stuff, like Disney, because it's an escape. 
it's a reality that you know that we grow up with and love and we want to you know become part of that you know fantasy and part of that world yes and there's all kinds of ways to do it there's comics there's games there's movies and with games you actually can take control mm-hmm. um, um, I think somebody mentioned it with that new commercial that came out which someone probably should talk about um, but they were talking about how they were trying to say that you are Master Chief you are that's why he never showed it and we all knew that yeah. we are who we play and that's what we never ever want to see Master Chief's yeah. face we never yeah. want to see who that person truly is because it's supposed to symbolize us. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who it is and that that was the beauty of the commercial. When you when you spun the mask around, you got to see who that player's face was, which was the, the guy in the commercial. Yeah. That would be relative to us. And, and that was the beauty of it. If uh, you guys go on and look and try to see me in if you see my, you know, my profile pic, you'll notice, you know, I have the uh, Mass Effect armor on with the Witcher swords. Mass Effect being one of my favorite games of all time. You know, after KOTOR, I guess you'll love that. Witcher 3 is probably why it's there, too. Cyberpunk may take it over now because I love CD Projekt Red, but um, that's why I love games like Mass Effect is because if I have the chance to create my character, almost all the time I'm going to do it just because I put myself in there. I'm never that generic character, even though I know some people do. But it's just that way of, you know, basketball games, football games. I'm creating my guy, you know, right. putting myself in there. It's just, and that's that's you know, what I do too. Yeah. And that was that was the beauty of it back in the day on the original Xbox when you had the camera and you're playing Rainbow Six and you could take a picture of yourself. Yeah. That was awesome. Looked kind of weird, but it was it, it, was, it was weird, yeah. but it, it roughly resembled you know who you were. Uh, but it was cool, you know, and uh, it was unfortunate that a lot of parents that didn't understand that that game's not designed for an eight-year-old. It was designed for adults, <laughs> and and those of us know the difference between a video. Most, mostly, mo- those of us that are adults know the difference between video games and reality. Oh, there yeah. are some that still do not understand the difference between fantasy and reality, and they live both as if they're one. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think but, it's always important to, to live your life, you know, like that. This is a hobby. Yes. It's a hobby, but it's a hobby I enjoy there, very there's much. There's nothing wrong to live a fantasy, but to when you go beyond where you would commit a crime, that's totally different. Yeah, you know I what know. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's one thing if you want to LARP, if you want to... I was just going to say LARPing. Yeah, I mean, but, okay, we're on the subject, so we've already brought it up. Um, you want to go visit Galaxy's Edge. Absolutely. I've been there many times. It is fun. People will LARP there also. I'll do it. There's a lot of tourists. Give me a Jedi and, and people will literally, it is so fun. Um, my daughter went and the two of us flew the Millennium Falcon, right? So we come out of there and we're walking around and um, Chewbacca and Ray come walking along. Actually, it was Ray first. So she, she, was, she stopped Ray. Because she's like, hi. And Who did? My daughter. Oh, nice. So she's seven years old. Nice, nice. And um, at that time, she was actually six. Okay. Okay. So Ray squatted down, and they were talking, and she's like, oh, I, I'm a pilot. I did this. We flew the spaceship. <laughs> and I think Daddy was supposed to be the co-pilot, I, but I was actually on Han's side. She was the co-pilot. But <laughs> either way. As hairy as I am. You've got to be Han. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would think so. So um, 
she looks over and she goes, oh, well, you know who's a co-pilot of that? And, she, and that's when my daughter goes, yeah, my daddy. And she goes, well, besides him, there's Chewbacca. And Chewbacca came along. She was able to hug Chewbacca. No, no. And I was like, I'm so jelly of my daughter. <laughs> she got to talk to Ray, hang out with her and get a hug and then hang out with Chewbacca, talking about the Million Falcon flying. I flew it too, but... You know, she got the brownie uh, points on it. During those years when you're she's that old a, man. She's a cutie, and I'm chop liver. When I was that age, like, Ep- Epcot's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad always tells the story when, when we're there. I met the friend of the pack leading my whole family, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, and they're following me. I'm over here, like, waving them forward, like, because I've been there before. You know, I got to go back because now I think they told me. Hey, they've changed a lot. Guardians of the Galaxy ride is going to be there, which I forgot and didn't know. Yes. That I've got to go back for. Um, Disney in a whole, like I said, we can go so long about this topic in Disney. One of the reasons what drove me to get down here and I'll continue about why I'm here. You know, I used to live in Kentucky. You know, you saw me when I was moving down in the Snap uh, Super Chats. It's anybody else listening, you know, and this is, you know, Night Wolf, you see me there. Um, but uh, Cybernox, Tempest, they've all seen me coming down, living in Central Florida now. Um, but Tampa, you know, Orlando, Cocoa Beach, you know, Space Kennedy Center, all that, I mean, just drove me down here. I'm you know, here for school, you know, uh, you know, got jobs I'm trying to find, you know, got a new house and everything like that. But I'm um, just excited to be in the area. Um, I love it here. I've always loved Florida. It's nice to be back here. South Florida, where I grew up and lived, very hectic area, very, you know, tight and a lot of things to do um hard to get around mm-hmm. got in my first accident down there if it tells you anything oh wow so i mean but uh yeah so i, I love being here and then uh, like i said the community with you boom uh mooch anybody uh cyber tempest uh cotton mag everybody it's just without even speaking with you guys beforehand you like that it's always felt you know like same and our food has arrived Wow. Looks really good. Uh, Chabada bread. bread. That's it. Thank you very much. Man. So, before we start, I'm going to do the obligatory picture taking. And switch over. This is the presentation I got. Corn nuggets? Those are corn nuggets. Look at that. Look at that. Oh my god, we got uh, more over here if we need there. it. Oh man. Uh, you, 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 you won't believe. I got. What we say was in this? Brisket? That's brisket. Pork, chicken. chicken. Oh, some sort of barbecue sauce. Yeah, we and they got ch- here. They got ciabatta bread. And it's um, it looks like they did a um, butter so I'm gonna say like they they did like a, a like a toast butter toast uh, maybe some garlic in there definitely I can't, grilled it. I can't can't smell if it's garlic bread or not but it's definitely buttered toast uh, ciabatta bread and the pieces are just falling apart they got uh, ranch sauce barbecue sauce in there and obviously my sides, uh, I decided I was going to get some corn nuggets, and they're all nice and crispy and toasty, and they, they fall apart, and they're, oh wow, they're, 
they're very juicy on the inside too, so mm -hmm. they didn't overcook them. I'm gonna say excellent presentation. And also, as a note, coleslaw comes with the sandwich inside the sandwich. I'm not a fan of coleslaw, so I opted out of it. Neither am I. <laughs> and um, Nightwolf also decided that he didn't want it in his sandwich, so he got it on the side with his seasoned fries. Mm -hmm. Which are amazing. Um, they, they look like they're on the crispy side, and the inside looks, crispy from what I can see, and soft on the it's, inside. it's like a powdery, soft velvet on the inside, because I can see uh, broken oh, yeah. pieces. Oh, yeah. I'm not reaching over. That's... <laughs> That's all you. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how we're going to eat all this and still talk without <laughs> chopping or. But we'll try. And, and oh, we got we'll a steak to. knife to come with all this. Yes, yeah, it definitely looks so, like we're going to need that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how we're going to do this. Yeah, try out the coleslaw. It, it looks like we got your typical coleslaw with, with pepper and. That's really good. Is it good? I wouldn't know because I don't like it. Wouldn't do it on a sandwich, but I love coleslaw by itself. Nice. So, if you like coleslaw, get it on the side for sure. If you like it in your sandwich, you can try it out. And this was, what did we say? This was the Royal Flush. Royal Flush, and uh, it came with one side. Coleslaw comes with it. Like you said, you, you kind of the sandwich. Kind of get two sides to put it on the side, like you said, but uh, uh, they had a lot of different sides. I was kind of on the fence of what I wanted, but you had seasoned fries last time with Tempest, and that sounded good, oh so I had God, to get them. those seasoned fries were good. But, uh, yeah, guys, we're going to dig in here, um, so obviously talk. Um, we got... That smelt like the regular one. We got... They got labeled gold for one barbecue sauce, and then the other barbecue sauce just has nothing on it. Um, but I can't really tell what they are. And this is a... Probably called Kansas City Barbecue. Mm, I think I like the the red one. The red one, yeah. Spicy. Got a little bit more of a kick, though. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's why I wanted to try this first before I start adding sauces. And then you know you got your obligatory ketchup, A1, yada yada yada, because this is a steakhouse too. It's yeah. not just barbecue. Anywhere I go, I definitely check for any Louisiana hot sauce. That's my thing. Yeah, I, li I like. <laughs> see, here's the funny thing. I like hot sauce that I have that has flavor. That's the thing about it. And has the heat. Yeah. Okay. Have you had Louisiana hot sauce? I don't know. Because I think you would like it the way you're describing it. Because it's, okay. it's got vinegar more into it than actual like okay. hot hotness. And the vinegar gives you kind of, kind of like I, a sweetness with the hot. Just FYI, I'm not into the hot mustard style barbecues. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only time I mentioned that is like if I'm out like a chicken nugget. I got, the first time I had it was alligator tail. Dude. It was down here in the Everglades. You, you want, had alligator tail. You want to hear a story? Yeah. All right. Um, we'll, we'll first start off with the first part of the story. My, a friend of mine lives out here in the woods. Um... It sounds bad, but it's not really. It's, it's they've lived. Their families lived in this area for for a long time, and Dad used to go out into the lakes and shoot up alligators. Okay, before it was highly illegal and all that. And then obviously, if it was threatening the family, he he made sure he took care of business. Yeah. Um, but they would have alligator dale. So she was talking about it, and and I was like, I've never had it. So she made it their home version style. 
It was so good. Deep fried or what? Yes, deep fried. And it, it was strips. She did, she did these long little strips. And it was so good. I was I was loving it. Did you put anything on it? I mean, not even on it. No, I ate it straight up. Wow. Straight up. Seasoning whatever, and everything. Whatever she, seasoning, a little bit of, you know, the, the flour on top, whatever, all that. To, to give that little crispy on the outside. It was so good. So that being said, you know, I've talked to my friends about this. And they've been, you know, like anticipating. I went on a cruise. And we went, um, you know, it was in the in the Caribbean. So we went to a place called Senior Frogs, which is very popular. Uh, anybody, anybody that's that's been on a cruise knows what I'm talking about, or anywhere near one knows exactly what I'm talking about. But we, um, how's that first bite? Aha! Can't talk, can you? So we we sat there and we ordered our food. It's nice and messy. It looks like that's why it took me a while. Um, we ordered our food and I ordered fish and chips and my friends looked over and they're like what did you get there? I said because at that time on the island there was a lot of iguanas and I said iguana tail Ooh. so they were freaking out they're like really? so I, I, I cut off a bit granted this was just I ordered fish and chips Yeah. so I cut off a piece let them have it and they're like holy cow this is so good and I'm like Okay, I'll, I'll keep going with this. Did they think it was fish? They thought it was iguana tail. It was fish and chips is what I ordered. And I gave them iguana tail. <laughs> so, and they were amazed on how good it was. And it's funny how you get into your mindset that something must taste good for, for whatever reason. Yeah. And that's what happens. You think it's good and you don't realize what you're eating sometimes. Yeah. You ever had ostrich? No. I heard it was good though. See, I, I mean, I heard it's something... tough. It's actually smooth as butter. Is it? Yeah. Well, the one I had, because how they made it. Yet again, that's the difference. Because it was it was as thin as sausage patties, when I remember. I was, okay. it was like I was like 15 at the time. My dad, we were living in Ohio, and uh, he took me to this place called the, I um, uh, can't remember, Game something. But they had venison, they had ostrich, they had duck, all kinds of stuff, wild game. And he goes, let's try, I think it was an appetizer maybe. But I'm telling you, it was so smooth, so tender. Mm. I was like, that was good, Dad. So we got, I think we had venison was our main meal, but we was somewhere to go to try new stuff, which I'm always for. You know, that's why gator tail, I'm not going to shy away. Man, I've never had frog legs, I want to try them. You know? I'm not sure I want to try them. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just something I won't be afraid If I to. want something that tastes like chicken, I might as well eat chicken. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm not, not going to like it, I'm not going to like it, but, you know. Yeah, well, you know, you should always try something. Yeah. I, I always told my daughter, duck, so. I've always told my daughter, take a no thank you bite. Yeah, I mean, lead by example, right? So, I would try it. There, there's probably certain foods like uh, on the Food Network that I will never try. Yeah. Scorpion? No. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, because I'm in a food place, I don't want to like gross anybody else out listening to us. I'm, I'm not going to try that, but I'll, I'll try frog leg. Yeah. I'll see, you know, but it all depends on how it's cooked, okay? That's the key example, Yeah. right? I had eel when I was in Europe, and it was so good, mm -hmm. right? I come here, and I was, I was remembering how good it tasted, and somebody had eel, and I was like, I'm going to try that. You know, I remember it was good, and it was horrible. It was. It, it, it just did not taste good at all. So, again, that's, that's why, you know... 
they grew up liking that the way it was cooked like that. So then they saw no issues. You know, so food is very subjective to what you're raised around and what you're willing to accept. Yeah, and that's kind of where I get from my dad. You know, I'm a big sushi lover, and that's the only time I've had eel, and it's cooked. Uh, anybody knows sushi, sushi's raw, but eel is the one thing that's cooked on a sushi. Yeah, which is good. So I'm telling you, I, I've already taken a bite. I'm gonna definitely add some of that hot sauce. Yeah, uh, it, this is good. Oh man, this is so There's a good. lot to it. And and the the ranch sauce adds to that barbecue just enough to to oppose it. Mm-hmm. So back on to Star Wars. EA in the, uh, what was it November tenth? EA's play is going to be part of the. Game Pass. I've been waiting because I didn't realize when I was telling everybody I'm going to buy Journey to Batu, the Simpsons, Simpsons, the Sims game. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you still had to have the base game. Right. So I'm hoping the base game will be on the Sims, will be on Game Pass. So then that way I can buy Journey to Batu. I'm pretty sure it is. This is right. I, I was subscribed to EA Play before they made this announcement. Because obviously, I and have it was to have on my, there. Yeah, I, I have to have my Mass Effect games. Um, and yeah, and it was on there. I downloaded it because I was like, oh, let's try this. I played Sims back when I was on PC with my buddy. You know, we, <laughs> we yeah. Sims Hot Date and Sims, you know, this. And, yeah. Um, no, they were fun to, to mess around with and create your guy and make him have a career and do all that stuff. But yeah, I, I know EA Play has that. Um, but. We're on the subject now, man. I mean, I subs- subscribed to Game Pass a while back. It was one of those things, you know, did a trial and just let it go. Mm-hmm. It was ten bucks a month. I was already paying ten bucks a month for my live because I just like I like an automatic thing. Yeah. Um, not all the time, but as long as it's something I do, you know, got my bills set to automatic, and that was something I did. And then as it grew, and you saw what was How becoming. How we doing? Oh, this We're is doing good. This is really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Why did you have to drink? Uh, water. Sweetie. Did she call me a sweetie or did she, <laughs> was she asking if I what, what it was for the drink? I don't know, man. I don't know. But, Watch uh, out, wife. Yeah, I was just going to say. So, but that's that's the curiosity now. Do I tell you to to play Journey to Batu without actually going? Or, you know what I mean? So it's like it's a catch-22 because yeah. then you'll see it before you actually see it. So I, I'm going to say for right now... Just as a safe bet, because we know that they're open over here on this side of the coast. When you have the opportunity, maybe see it first before you go back. But until I actually play it myself, there you go. Thank you. Ooh, sound effects. Thank you. So I'm gonna have to play it first before I start making suggestions, especially for you. Seeing that which, you play which one? To play the journey to Batu versus going to Batu for your first time at Disney. Oh, sorry. I forgot what we're talking about uh, Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Batu's the, the the place inside Galaxy's Edge. That's okay. Well, the first thing I think I'm gonna be prepared for and set myself up for. I'm gonna have some money. That's the thing. I'm going to make sure, because I, I made sure what it was, is to have $200 put aside 
and go make my lightsaber. You know, I've yet to do that. I still have yet to do that. Well, what's funny is I already have one. I have actually Obi-Wan's. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what is it? The, uh, can't remember what series they call it. The sound effects? Series, series black one. You know, one that you know, looks like a lightsaber when you F- light up in the dark. FX. I think yeah, the FX ones. I had to get one. I really wanted Luke's green one. Um, I had Obi-Wan's original one from the A New Hope, but it broke. Um, I was young and playing with it too much, but uh, yeah, I, I gotta I gotta get those for my uh, office and game room now. But uh, oh yeah, I have I got for my birthday. I have a lightsaber that isn't a sleeve. When you pull it out of the sleeve, it's you know it's not really a full size lightsaber, but you hit a button. And then, whoo, it opens up. It's an umbrella. <laughs> so I have a lightsaber umbrella, and it's really cool. I got it from uh, uh, one of my wife's friends. He's a friend of mine now, too, but originally it was one, it was one of her friends. And now he's a family friend and good friend. Um, maybe one day we had talked about having him on here, too. Um, he, he literally likes to watch... Um, Twitch and, and watching a lot of guys do like these um, Call of Duty shots and, and, and just they, they follow certain players. So uh, I was, you know, and he's like, oh, just hit me up, you know, if you want some. I was like, yeah, no problem. But it's just, you know, he doesn't do this what we do. Yeah. But I don't want to be like, well, because you don't do this. I want to open it up for everybody. So yeah. I just, right now, I want to give more more people a chance to uh, be a part of this and then open it up to, to people like him because I, I don't want to just use all my friends I want yeah. I want to open it up for the community to to know more people that's in, within our community I mean there might be somebody that comes in here and it's just just a comic book guy and just wants to talk comic books and I'm fine with that and I'm not the biggest comic book guy I couldn't tell you which issue of Batman here but I go collect them because I like to have different stories and the thing about them you go out there and look for something, you're going to see issue, you know, 28 or this like that. I go out there and look for something that says issue one, no matter what the story is. Got to be, you know, a hero I like, and I'll go find them. That's why I've collected them over the years. My favorite, I'm so proud of this, that I found a big Batman guy, big Batman fan. I found the Batman vs. Predator issues. Oh, nice. All three series, which I think I've had. And let me tell you, they are awesome. You know, Batman, I'll just tell you this. Gets his butt kicked, you know it's Predator, and he goes makes goes makes a uh, Predator armor, and goes back there and, and it's it's awesome. Uh, that's cool. I, I've got to get the new uh, Ninja Turtle and Batman issues now. It's, that's obvious. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, you get all kinds of people talking on this. I mean, you never want to alienate anybody this because, like I said, it's, it's a community that can range from different things. You know, gaming. We, we all have different backgrounds and hobbies. Yeah. You know, gaming. Gaming for one. For the most of us, is our common theme. Oh, yeah. And um, like I said, I want to help out everybody to get to know each other because a lot of times, for us, of you, all we know is what you type in. Right, right. And what you type in is it's literally texting that we have to try to decipher your context. And you can't. And sometimes when people read stuff, it's read out of context. Thank you. Yeah. And, and that's why it's, I have a hard time with, with that. When it, when it, I, I always say you can't convey emotion in text. Right. If you text your wife and she reads it wrong, 
what's going to happen? You know, it's just like, you know, I had a girlfriend, we did the same thing, but yeah, you, you said it right. I, I had the same thing, and that's, that's why, because <laughs> I had a friend, she's like, well, he responded this fast to me, and he, <laughs> and, and, and it, was, it was like one word and this and this. What does it mean? Well, what did he say? Yeah. He said yes. <laughs> okay. As guys, we're, we're simple. It basically means yes. There's, stop reading into it. You know, and, and she's like, but he said it this fast. And, this, you know, it was like a response within so much time. And I was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's, it's, he just said yes. That's all I know. You know, and that's that's the whole connotation of the topic. I'm like, what was said before? What was you know? What was said after? Was because sometimes you're not looking at your phone. You know, you you respond, you put your phone down, you go back to work. I'm like, was he at work? Was he? There's so much there. I'm and then like, why don't you just ask him if you have a problem with that? Ask him and get the verbal, like you said, the emotion. Yeah. The, so that way you understand the connotation of be behind the yes. And I, I won't go into the specifics of what we talked about earlier, but that does kind of lead into what you know, the Twitter community, you, Boom, Cyber, they all talk about it. You know, there's, there's that negative part of uh, Twitter. And, you know, when they come attack guys like Colt and, you know, ran all these guys for having an excitement. And I don't know if you saw it the other day, but Colt was sharing his excitement, I think, this morning or last night about the Series X. Mm -hmm. And somebody just went all over him about, I can't believe you're excited for a no-launch lineup. And I was like, dude, he's just excited about a generation. I'm excited to have games in general. I'm excited to see where we're going. I mean, what do you mean no no games at launch? Because there's yeah, don't get me started there. You know what he, I mean? His, his his exact words were no new games. You know, no like that. I mean, the medium Falconeer. The, the Falconeer. Um, don't forget the first ninety days is a launch window. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So trust me, he there's had, he so had his much. Point, but he he was trying to reiterate it. And Colt, like he always does, kept his message, kept it clear. I'm sorry, it was, it was Fonz, Jay Fonzarello. Mm-hmm. Um, Colt, Colt came in there and, and uh, added in. But Fonz, if you've heard him before, he, he doesn't take that nonsense. Mm. He just like, dude, what's what's with you? Come on. And that's the thing is, like you, you, like you were saying before, you can't see in people's texts what they feel. And this guy, he really was showing his emotion by, by show, excuse me, showing that. And uh, well, There's times that I see people that are fans of Xbox, and they go after someone like Colt or, or Dealer uh-huh. or, or Fonz. And when you go through their their their, their history of texting or, or texting, whatever, uh, comments, it's just it's just like this one comment that they made to them is complete opposite of what they were inten- intending. Mm-hmm. So yet again, it's, it's I'm not trying to stick up for anybody. It's just you, you look at it and you're like, okay, which, which side of the fence is he on? Is he really hating on this for, for whatever reason? Or is he trying to, like, throw a curveball and, and show the irony? And and sometimes you can't see that. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is when you see us as, as um, friends and we, we dog each other, okay? Yeah. But we're, we're, we're throwing jabs at each other, friendly jabs. You know, we're, we're just doing a little friendly sparring. And then some people take it as if it's it's gospel, that we we hate each other. And, you know, now it's time to pick sides. you got to pick this guy or that guy because, you know, whatever. And it's not about that. It, we're just we're just playing around. And then the community takes it to another level as if we're, 
serious about it, and we're not. We're just, you know, and that's that's partially on our side too. That's kind of our fault that they think that we're going at it with each other, and we're not. You know, we go at it when we're in we're in um, private talks. You know, not just the DMs. We're actually talking to each other. We're ragging on each other. Yeah, we're just having fun. You know. Um, so speaking of having fun and and, and, and all this. Uh, uh, oh man, I, I still got my GPS on. <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, let's let's um, let's move on to. Um, let's let's go on to the big deal topic right now. It's the UI for the PlayStation and the UI for the Xbox. Yeah. So, I assume you've seen the videos. So, basically I saw the video for PlayStation because it was out there. It was advertised, it was marketed. Which, Xbox I didn't, I just noticed it because I turned on my Xbox. Right. Because that's, you know, it's mainly what I play. You know, I turn on my PlayStation for its exclusives, which you know, are few and far between. Last one I played was Ghost of Tsushima, thank you, and uh, which I love. Really can't wait to play the uh, the new uh, uh, what's it called? The DLC for Tsushima coming out for mm. multiplayer. Looks amazing. Yeah, the multiplayer, but, uh, whatever. No, yeah, the UI for Xbox I noticed because they changed it a while back. You now they changed the font and uh, the snappiness of it. But what I was going to mention to you when we talked about stopping this, overall, what I've loved the most about it is the store. The store, I don't think it gets enough credit for what it's done as far as showing previews, you know, where it used to lag when you hover over a game or a video that shows a preview, um, which I have noticed that it doesn't play sound sometimes, sometimes not. Obviously, they'll fix it. It, it will when you go into it. Okay. So, but right now, I'm not sure. Well, I've noticed last time I was in it, it was showing it on the upper right this time. Mm-hmm. Last time I did it, it was. So I'm hoping they fix that because I like to scroll over, see, hear the previews, scroll over, hear the previews. Either way, though, it's snappy, it's quick. I love the way it looks. Uh, you know, the people say, oh, it's just a UI. But, yeah, it's just a UI, but it's something... You know, a user interface, when you go buy a computer, you know, you're looking at the user interface, you're looking how you're, you're buying something, you know, we're obviously there to play games first, but that always helps, it's always icing on the cake. Well, navigation is the key thing, and understanding the navigation is what makes the difference, so if you can, if you can look at it and intuitively understand what's going on, get your information readily available at all times, that's the key thing. And, and the whole BS between this and that, the PlayStation UI to me looks like an enhanced version of what they already had. Yeah. Does it look like some something that the Xbox already did? It all depends on which way you look at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes and no, but UI is UI. They all have uh, commonality between them all, you know, and they all have their key differences that makes them unique in that way. Mm-hmm. So for it to be... You know, uh, 4K. Uh, what was the other one? HDR. Does it add? Yeah, it adds that bell and whistle to it. You know, just that. It's always a plus. Now the question is, yet again, the original series. That, I'm sorry, the original One X was supposed to have 4K UI also, mm-hmm. but the developers wanted that extra gig back for games. Okay. So. 
they opted not to do it. You know, so yet again, if your machine, if your TV is going to uprise it to 4K, does it really matter? You know, we're watching, we're we're playing games at 1080p being uprised to 4K. Yeah. By the TV, no one complained about that. You know, so as long as you can get to your game and your game has those resolutions, mm-hmm. does it really matter? Right. You know, I mean, yeah. not only that, don't forget though, Xbox also said this is not final of the UI. There's still more changes. Yeah. And I don't see it to, to be able to compare because I'm in the skip ahead program. So I'm already seeing everything in the incremental changes more right. often because every three, four days, sometimes as much as up to a week mm-hmm. I'll get an update and sometimes I don't I never see a, a change because it's all you know internal stuff yeah, that they've done that, yeah. so it's so incremental that I don't see it yeah. you know, the big one that I see now is the way that the, the, the outline around everything the store I that, yeah. yeah that's where everybody's at now they're catching up to where we are in, in, in some of the uh, you know programs in the beta testing yeah. now I never notice until somebody says, "Oh wow, we got this!" And I'm like, "Yeah, we've oh yeah, we I've had it." Yeah. Those of us in this, this part of the program have dealt with these problems. Now that the problems have been filtered out for the most part, now you guys are getting it. So it's it's always cool to to see that and then realize, "Oh wow, there's excitement for this because they haven't seen this." And you know, my excitement's like, "Hey, check this out!" But there's only a few of us, and everybody else is like, "Man, I can't wait to see that." Yeah, you know, I can't wait to see what, what what's more. That's what's really cool is the excitement in little things. I've always, you know, when when you play a game, to me, a lot of things that matter are little things. Um, big case in point one. I still play it, but I wish I wouldn't. And that's Madden. Every year, I don't buy it right out because I know it's going to be stupid. Did you get this year's Madden, the 2019 version? Yeah. <laughs> no. But that's the thing, you know, what that game needs to do is fix the little things. The catching, like that, it, 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 it all seems the same every year because they don't do enough little things to it. Um, I mean, I'll say it all the time, and everybody knows this probably, if you're a sports fan, Madden fan, we really do need 2K back. Yes. I mean, that competition was, in the, the competition like we always talk about with Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, that's why they're so good. It's because they're there. When a mis- measly little $20 game outclasses you, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why they went ahead and eliminated the competition. Yeah. But that's, and to me, I've said it before on, on, on another show, what they need to do Rainbow Six, Destiny, what do they do? You know, um, some of these other ones like Borderlands 3, what do they do? You have your base game, and then you add to it. You expand, no, excuse me, you expand on it, mm-hmm. Yeah. right? So make the game Madden, baseball, whatever, you know, whatever, whichever sport you want, make it a platform, and then support it for four years. And every year, do your incremental change, do your roster updates, do all that stuff for like 20 bucks. So if you don't buy 
let's say. Are you saying make Madden a uh, a platform, a service? Basically? Yes, yeah. kind of like a service. I think a, a lot of people want to ask for that. because because think about it. If you have a seasonal update for all these other first-person shooters and other games as such, you can do the same thing with sports games, but do it every four years. And by the time the fourth year is up, you've already made so many changes that your fifth year is nothing like your fourth year uh, four years ago and then by that time your engine is already overhauled you're on the newer high-tech engine and you're back to square one yeah we're starting over but as you go you pay full price in 2019 mm -hmm. you pay an extra twenty dollars if you already have 2019 for 2020 you pay an extra 20 bucks yeah. and then in 2021 you pay an extra 20 bucks mm -hmm. but if you've never had it before you still pay 60 bucks you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you already had 2020, you pay 20 bucks. But if you had 2019, you pay 40 bucks. Yeah. You pay for those $20 incrementals. Once you get to $60, be done with it. Yeah. Make it a whole new game and let those people that went from 2021 to 2022 with another $20 incremental, even if, or even 25 because it's a new engine, whatever. Yeah. But let them shift up to the next one for that 20 bucks and I think you would have more sports fans and on top of that now you can concentrate on the engine more you can concentrate a lot more on the graphics yeah. the players the stats you can get all that done I mean that's the, the players graphics and stats well not the graphics the players and stats should be the easiest part at least the stats I mean it's just numbers. Yeah. You're, you're putting in numbers that they've already done. We do it ourselves when we create people, so yeah. Yes, exactly. So, well, and if you're looking at it and you just do like an RSS feed, you know, like how we do now with stuff, people are doing this now when, when you look up at a website and you get the stats for each person, you just yoke it over yeah. and you fill it in. Yeah. Not a big deal. You get it from the NFL. Here's NFL's version of their their stat their official stats. Sad truth is, EA is not going to listen to that. They're no. going to do what they want because we but still they pay would, for it. But they would want more, they would make more money. You know how many yeah. you know how many people I know stop play, playing Madden because it's the same game, especially this year because yeah. 2019. Yeah. Am I going to get 2019 again for 2022? Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why I'm glad I got EA access because I just get it when it's in the vault. Right. Know, and that's I'm giving, I'm and giving that's EA what's going to happen. Still, More people are going to wait because they're getting tired of or of getting screwed out that twenty dollars. Now, I want to look into this more. <laughs> We're getting off tangent about the UI, but uh, excuse me, sixty dollars. Uh, a while back, there was a article rumor. I can't remember if it was true or not. That 2K was getting back in the fold for football, but not in the realms of you know professional. Yes, it was going to be more like arcadey or kind of like what the backpacker was. And I was like, yes, please do, because all you need to do is get your foot in that door. Your fans will flock to you. They're Give doing that money. If I recall, it is for the NFL. Okay, but it is not simulation. Okay, that's all I know. That's now, a little better though. And that's where we took it to <coughs> arcadey like Blitz. Yes. Or arcadey like um, big head characters. You know what I mean? Some, I think if Blitz comes back, something like that'll be good. Like NBA Jam. Yeah. Some, you know what I mean? Something yeah. where it's you know two on two or five on five. Something where it's not a full team, not a not a full simulation. Anything that's not full simulation. NFL Street. There you go. Remember that? Yeah. I played. Shit. Yeah, so it, maybe it's something like that. Um, obviously, it wouldn't be street, but something like that. You know, 
and, and that that would be great just to see these games. And that's you know going back off of that, I'm going to feed back into what I always say. I'm cool with anything past last gen to be remastered slash remade. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would rather have it remade than remastered. When you say past last gen, like past the 360 and PS3, I'm, I'm thinking right now this gen is technically as of less than a month will be next gen mm-hmm. or last gen. So 360, PS3, and, and to the and, and further to the past. Yeah, those games to be brought back in. I mean, I was just—I literally bought Dead to Rights, and then oh I got—I uh, loved that game back then, right? Wow. Renting it from Blockbuster, and, and you know, it, it was such a great game. And then I played it last night. The camera control is, is, is reversed, and I can't—I re, can't reverse the camera control. Yeah. So when I go to the left to move the camera to the left, it's like it's the opposite. Well, that's a lot of my problems when you go back to play old games. Is that the camera control is so fixed? Right. You can't even, that's what was so great about free, you know, games like you can move and that helps so much. People don't understand how much that helps. That's you why fixed camera. That's why, like Mass Effect, the original needs Mass Effect Three uh, and Andromeda controls. Do you follow uh, Jamie Moran on Twitter? Who doesn't? Yeah. Um, Who doesn't? I'm not rushing y'all. No, no, no. Don't rush us. I only ask because I'm not a big Twitter guy. I follow. I don't put myself out there as much. I don't have followers yet. Um, (laughs) But uh, I see him and I see his post about Mass Effect. I'm like, dude, don't tease me about this. No trilogy remaster. No N7 days coming up. It's, I, it's I coming that. up, but I need that. I heard it got pushed back. Yeah, if that's, as long as it's out there, I'm fine. I, I heard it's real, and I heard it got pushed back, but there's been no official announcement. If it's to help Mass Effect One, I'm all for that. I'm thinking that they saw what happened with Mafia, mm. and they said, you know what? We need to refinish this the mm. proper way versus just you know doing a shadow drop or or like a like a Bethesda last minute. Okay. It's either going to be released tomorrow or within a month or something like that. You know, yeah. I, you know, oh, by the way, it's coming out in such such time frame where people now got to gather enough money to include buying that that trilogy too. You know, yeah. so if they if they do something like that, and I think with the way Mafia and the way that they've done their remastering and definitive editions and all that, mm-hmm. I think maybe somebody said, look. You know, this is just me hoping and wishing, right? Yeah. Somebody said, look, we need to go back and do this right because this is our one chance again to bring back Mass Effect with a fourth game. I'm sorry, not for a fifth game. Yeah. To, um, well, some people would say fourth game. No, I'm rolling my eyes because I, that literally is going to be the generational game for me. Because I, I don't know how, how many times and still how many times I play Mass Effect to this day. And that's why I think they have all the time in the world to fix this remasters because I can still play Mass Effect 1 through 3 right now. Right. I can bide my time. I still enjoy it. But for the HDR quality, 4K, new, everything that they want to do, that's going to be great. But like you said, that fifth one that's coming, that's out there. It's in the wild. That's what you want. Casey Hudson's confirmed it. I am waiting for that because obviously that's going to be on next gen hardware. That is going to be designed for that, and it's going to be. You want those to go hand in hand. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. When it comes out, you give them next gen Mass Effect one through Andromeda. Mm -hmm. Right. You do a trilogy 
uh, tweak Andromeda, you know, do it like an add-on like Master Chief Collection does. You do that, and then within the year, or maybe you know a year later, you release five. Mm -hmm. So no matter what it is, you know, if it's a technically it's not a continuation, but it, it could be a side story. So maybe it's a continuation of Andromeda or another side. Story, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not I, so sure Mass Effect Five is going to be that close to launch yet. But, but that's uh, that's why but if they do the trilogy, yeah. and then because they're working on it all at the same time, do you think this is kind of kind of far fetched out there? Um, that they're going to be releasing the trilogy in separate, kind of like what they're doing with Final Fantasy VII, um, Mass Effect One, a whole new remaster, two, a whole new remaster. Or is it going to be one big set? Mm. Because if they're, if they're doing it released by thing, I can see them doing that's that. a good question. To where they release one, that would then two, that would three, that would work. Four, and then there's your five. Um, you know, the, the smartest way. Let's let's use um, what Amazon Prime. And Disney are doing Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. They're giving you their series, unlike Netflix, one week at a time. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're coming back one week at a time, versus Netflix, where it's like, bam, here's your whole, you know, everything, and you can binge it now. Yeah. Well, that's great, but what's going to keep you coming back? Yeah. So. <laughs> if they did the trilogy a year apart or six months apart, depending on when the fifth one is planned to be released, That's what I'm thinking, yeah. and and include Andromeda, right? So if you did the trilogy Andromeda, so you just go, that'll give them five years, right. basically five years from now to start and go from there, right? So, which they've been working, I think, on this. They've been working on it supposedly. After literally after Andromeda kind of hit the tank, right? Because they were like, "All right, we got to do this." But yeah, because they didn't. Um, the B team didn't follow through with bugs. I guess I don't know. Whatever the I case is, I think that was the whole kind of Dragon Age debacle. Because too. they were rushed. They were rushed. Got to use the frostbite. They used computers to, to do a lot of the programming for them. So, but nobody checked on it, and because it wasn't, I don't know. There, there's so much, so much background to it that that everything and anything, and it just just yeah. didn't work. That's what happened. It just didn't I played work. through it. It wasn't my favorite. It was fun, but definitely could have been more. And the funny thing is, some people actually like Andromeda better I know. than the rest of the trilogy. I don't like those people. And it's like Star Wars, <laughs> you know? Some people just, but some people just, they love the lore. So it doesn't matter what the movie is, what the what the game is. And it also helps, they like, love you, like the, you said the before, <clears throat> where you go come into it, too. If you came into Andromeda... You're gonna love that. Awesome. And then you go back and play Mass Effect One, which we all know. Yes. Very dated game. And you're gonna hate it. Exactly. And then you're not gonna give two a try. You're not gonna give three a try. You and know. three is, from what I recall, three is similar to four. Each one has its own little tweaks. Because as they went from two, they uh, three improved on two, and then Andromeda improved on three. So. Yeah. See, a lot of people hate three, but I love. A lot of people, oh, our choices didn't matter, you like that. It's like, oh, yeah, it didn't, but I still picked that, you know, destroyed choice. Oh, the shepherd died. Spoiler alert, sorry. Uh, no, he lived. If you paid attention, you see him. And I'm not bleeping that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see him breathe at the very end if you pay attention, so uh, I give that to him.